0: What's up? Welcome back to The Will Ford Show, episode 95, coming your way. Uh, It's been a minute. Uh, Last episode I did was uh, a couple days following Kobe Bryant's tragic death, uh, along with his daughter Gianna and seven others. Uh, It was a very tough, rough episode, probably the roughest episode I've ever had to do, just in terms of the context of it, you know, what Kobe meant to me, but glad to be back here in my quote unquote studio uh in my room and uh hopping on the mic so let's let's uh, hop into the show i'm going to be breaking down uh the the Houston Astros sign stealing scandal that has swept the MLB and really the sports world over the last couple of weeks some incendiary comments made uh by Rob Manfred the MLB commissioner Angered a lot of players within the league and players outside the league in other professional sports, most notably LeBron James. I'll give my thoughts on the Astros sign stealing scandal. And I also want to talk about Joe Burrow, who is the projected number one pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, quarterback for the LSU Tigers. Uh, With the NFL draft coming up here in really about two months in April. There are some things I want to dive into about him, and just in terms of some recent stories. Uh, But let's jump into the MLB sign stealing scandal with the Houston Astros. So, this investigation occurred, you know, in the end of 2019, uh, where the Astros, it was discovered that they electronically stole signs using video monitors and. Uh, like in center field to pick up on on pitching signs of opposing teams, so that way uh, they had an advantage when they stepped to the plate. They knew what pitches were coming, and they were able to uh, capitalize on them and hit the ball often, win a lot of games, and they ended up winning the World Series in 2017 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then same thing continued in 2018. Didn't win the World Series, but the same thing continued. And so this was discovered. Uh there was also a possibility that players were wired they had earpieces or you know they received buzzes uh if if certain pitches were coming I think it was typically off speed is what they were looking for and uh, I don't know if the evidence found if they found any evidence of uh buzzing or you know earpieces or anything like that but uh, the big one was just the banging on the trash cans. So if you heard a bang on a trash can, you knew an off-speed pitch was coming. And so the MLB found out about this. And of course it was a big fallout early on. I mean, the general manager and the manager of the Houston Astros were both fired by, um, they were both fired by owner, Jim Crane, uh, Jeff Lunau and AJ Hinch were fired. And then, Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, who won the World Series in 2018, he was on the staff with the Houston Astros and he was let go from the Red Sox after they found out about this, uh, after the evidence mentioned him. Uh, their report mentioned him and all of this. And then Carlos Beltran, who played for the Houston Astros in 2017, that World Series winning year, he became the manager of the New York Mets this offseason. And before even coaching a game, he was let go. Uh, So, big fallout early on. But now in recent weeks, uh, the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred, has made some statements. The Houston Astros have made some statements addressing this situation, making formal apologies. And the the punishment given to the Houston Astros, we all know that uh, Jim Crane fired both his general manager and manager. That wasn't an MLB decision. He made that decision. Uh, There was a $5 million fine, which is the maximum fine that can be placed on a team uh, under MLB rules. There's just no fine higher than that. And then they were forced to forfeit their first and second round picks for 2020 and 2021. But my thing is, the Houston Astros have shown no remorse in this situation. Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve made statements at the beginning of spring training, and they didn't really hold themselves accountable for their actions. They just, they're just kind of like, "Oh, we just want to move on from this." And owner Jim Crane had the audacity to say that, "Oh, we had a, we had a good team. We 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 would have won the, the the World Series. We, you know, we could have done it." My thing is, why did you cheat? Why did you feel the need to steal the signs of of pitchers throughout the course of an entire year? If, if you felt like you were really talented enough to win without cheating, why'd you do it? But the thing I can't believe is, how did none of these players get any punishment whatsoever? I mean, not even a fine. So Jose Altuve, Bregman, Carlos Correa... I mean, heck, even the pitchers on the team. I mean, everybody is everybody knew about it. You're guilty by association. It doesn't doesn't matter if your play directly benefited from it. I mean, it certainly benefited Altuve and and Bregman and all those guys. It may not have benefited Verlander that much because he doesn't step to the plate that often. It, it may not have benefited those guys, but I mean, you ended up winning a championship from it, <laughs> so everybody's guilty by association everybody everybody knew about it even if you your performance didn't directly benefit from from aid of those of stealing those signs and I, I don't understand why a stricter punishment hasn't been put down on on these players because they may not have birthed the idea they may not have conceived it but they willingly participated now I know a couple didn't, but a, a lot did. And to me, to me I'm in agreement with a lot of other people a lot of society when I say the Houston Astros should be forced to vacate the 2017 World Series championship. Uh, not give it to the Los Angeles Dodgers just because you can't really do that. That just wouldn't make sense logistically. You can't just award it to another team. I would just erase it from history. You just say there was no champion that year. Vacated 2017 title. None of those players have rings anymore. No title credited to the Houston Astros organization. And then I think think this is the most appropriate punishment. No player, manager slash coach, or any higher up and the organization should be eligible for the National Baseball Hall of Fame by the time their careers are over. So legends like Justin Verlander won't get into the Hall of Fame. Garrett Cole, he's been a great pitcher. He just signed with the Yankees. He doesn't get into the Hall of Fame by the time his career is done. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Carlos Beltran even. Carlos Beltran shouldn't be allowed in the in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. If you're not gonna allow Pete Rose into the Hall of Fame for gambling during his playing career for the Cincinnati Reds, I believe he was gambling in the in the nineteen eighties or it might have been the nineties. Either or if you're not gonna if you're not gonna let him in because he gambled and and bet on his team to win uh you know and he bet money and you're not going to let them in, then you shouldn't let anyone from the Houston Astros organization who were a part of those 2017-2018 teams, no player, coach, or a higher-up in the organization should be eligible for the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I, I think it's cut and dry, clear, plain and simple, simple and plain, period, point blank. You can't. You can't allow them in. To me, there is no other appropriate punishment other than vacating the 2017 title and then don't allow any of those, those players, coaches, or organizational people into the Hall of Fame. And to me, it's just as simple as that. This is a disgraceful act. Cheating compromises the integrity of all sports. Cheating doesn't get you anywhere in life. It might benefit you in the short term, but when the the cat gets let out of the bag, you better take off running because you, you got a lot coming your way. And to, I I find it unbelievable that the MLB didn't put down a punishment on these players, on at least some of them that were directly benefiting from the use of these. Uh, electronic signs dealing tactics. And Rob Manfred really hasn't handled the, the situation properly in in the last week or so. He, he made reference to the championship trophy for the MLB as just a piece of metal and basically just trying to undermine this whole situation and make it out to be not that big of a deal anymore and of course players are going to blow up you know on social media and things even lebron james the most influential athlete maybe in in the in the world today for sure and maybe in history you even got him chiming in and you know it's bad when he does to me the situation wasn't handled very well especially in the last couple of weeks and it In my opinion, just to wrap this up, Houston Astros should be forced to vacate the 2017 World Series Championship, erase it from history, no champion in the 2017 year, and then no player from either of those teams, no coach slash manager from those teams, and no higher up in the organization should be eligible for the National Baseball Hall of Fame by the time their career is over. If Pete Rose doesn't get in, none of these people should get in. All right, that's enough of ranting for now. Uh, let's move on to uh, to the NFL and uh, specifically the NFL draft. Joe Burrow, who's the projected number one pick uh, out of LSU, pre- predicted to go to Cincinnati. This situation is really interesting. Because I I don't think Joe Burrow is the, the most talented quarterback in the draft. I think it's Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama. But the injury concerns for Tua are really bothersome to me. And they're bothersome to a lot of teams. He's had several ankle injuries. Knee problems. And now this hip issue that you know he's dealt with over the last several months. Having surgery on a fractured hip is... that's a big deal. I mean, he suffered the same injury that Bo Jackson did that ended his career. And unfortunately for Bo Jackson, who might be one of the greatest athletes of all time in terms of a multi-sport athlete, I mean, this put him on the shelf. So, for Tua to, quote-unquote, have a full recovery from this, I mean, it's it's been said that he's going to recover well from this. I hope he does. But it's a big concern. So I understand why other quarterbacks are going to be possibly looked at more than him. And Burrow is a very talented guy. I think he's deserving of number one pick consideration. He's going to be the number one pick to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are already trying to shop Andy Dalton. But what I what think is going to happen, and I'm fearful of this, I think Joe Burrow is going to pull an Eli Manning back in 04. When he was drafted the, by the San Diego Chargers, number one overall, and then crybabied his way out and forced a, a trade to the New York Giants for Phillip Rivers. And I, I don't know. I just get. I just have this weird feeling he's going to do it. Uh, I've seen it come up in in some recent articles, and. Man, that would just be really unfortunate. A kid from Ohio, he's from the, the Athens area. I would find it hard to believe that he wouldn't want to, to stay in Ohio, stay home, and play essentially for the hometown team. I know Cincinnati is it's a little further away. It's, it's a bit far from Athens, but it's Ohio. And it would be a, a great story if he were to somehow stay in Ohio. Being an Ohio kid, going to Ohio State, then transferring to LSU, winning the Heisman, and all of this stuff. Going to Cincinnati, I think, would be a great story. But the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, let's face it, they're they're the number one pick for a reason. I mean, they, they're a rebuilding team. Andy Dalton is not a proficient quarterback anymore, and... They need someone to, to build around for the future. And they need to move off of Dalton. And this is just a rebuilding team. There's nothing wrong organizationally. They're fine organizationally. I would prefer the Cincinnati Bengals over the Cleveland Browns any day of the week. I would much rather go to the Cincinnati Bengals. It may be a less talented team, but at least there is some stability. And and structurally, they're fine within the organization. There's no, there's no in, in, incompetence. <laughs> I can't get the word out. Incompetency within that organization, I don't believe. I would be fine playing there, and you've got Tyler Boyd. You potentially have Tyler Eifert coming back. You have Joe Mixon in the backfield. You're rebuilding your offensive line. I think it's a it's a fine place to rebuild. I just I don't know why I have this feeling, but I think Joe Burrow is going to try to pull an Eli Manning and go somewhere else where he has a a better opportunity to win early on. And if I'm the Bengals, does that scare me a little bit? Yeah. But I don't think it scares me enough to not draft him and go after Tua Tagovailoa or a Justin Herbert. I would rather go with Joe Burrow and take that chance because, I mean, Andy Dalton is still fine for now. You can sit on Joe Burrow for a year and wait it out. I mean... Burrow doesn't really have a choice in the matter. He's getting drafted. And that's the thing, too. He's like, why, why complain about where you're going to go to play football? You have a dream all of your life to play in the National Football League, and you're just going to complain about the team you're going to go play to? If I had the opportunity and I and I had the God-given ability to play football and I could play in the National Football League, I don't care where I'm playing. I would play for the Cleveland Ra- Like I'm playing professional football, man. I'm, I'm living my dream. I'm making money. I'm the number one overall pick. And to me, the money the money doesn't even matter to me. Like, I'm playing football, man. I can become an icon, a person that kids can look up to. Because kids always look up to athletes. That would be amazing. I just don't understand why players have to be so snobbish about where they want to play. And that's the thing about Joe Burrow as well. And I have a source. I'm not going to name this source. Uh... But I, I have a source at Muskingham who um, doesn't necessarily know Joe Burrow like super personally like they weren't really friends but they went to rival high schools and uh, my source says that Joe Burrow is really not all that humble and all that nice of a guy uh, like during his Heisman trophy speech a lot of that stuff that he that he put in his video and then he talked about it was made up like Joe Burrow didn't grow up poor. He grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth and Athens, there may be parts of Athens that are poverty stricken, but he certainly didn't grow up that way. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, And, and my source also says that, you know, he ran into him in a Walmart where they're from, and he was going to go up and con- congratulate him on winning the state championship, and they they're a couple years apart, uh, but he was going to go up and congratulate him, and he was just extremely rude, and uh, and was treating Walmart employees rudely as well. Now I don't know the the context of that. I, I don't I don't know that specific situation, but that's just what I've heard from the source of mine, who is a good friend as well. And I, and I trust him. Like I just, I have a feeling that Burrell is going to pull an Eli Manning from back in 04, try to weasel his way out of the Cincinnati Bengals to go to a different team that may be better built to be more successful uh, in a quicker timetable. Don't know why I have that feeling, but I do. But I I think the Cincinnati Bengals should still take Joe Burrow. I think it's the safest option at quarterback. It's the best of the safest options, just because you don't know with Tua's health, uh, it would it would be very difficult for a group of guys in a draft room to to look at Tua and and pass. But I think you have to, given those injuries, I think you have to. And Joe Burrow, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Give cute quarterback comparisons later on as we get closer to the draft and give my high-end, low-end of some of these guys. But um, I th- I think Joe Burrow is, is going to be a go- good quarterback. I think he's going to be an accurate quarterback, a gunslinger, not going to be afraid to throw the football down the field. I think he's going to be a, a, a good quarterback in this league. I, I really think he is, but I, I just have a fear, I have a feeling that He's going to try to weasel his way out of Cincinnati, and who knows? We'll see here in a couple months in April. But thank you for tuning in to episode 95 of WFS, The Will Ford Show. Glad to be back. Uh, Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, at The Will Ford Show. Uh, Need to post more content on there. Also on Facebook as well. Just search The Will Ford Show on Facebook. Also, if you just search my regular Facebook, uh, it's under William Ford because that's my God-given name, my my birth name, then you you can find the page from there as well. Uh, And then also, uh, if you're new, make sure you like and comment on this episode in SoundCloud. Subscribe to me on there as well. And you can also subscribe to The Will Ford Show on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for tuning in. To episode 95. This is WFS The Will Ford Show.